Actors, we've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm Juaniala, and welcome to Actors with Issues. Each week, we bring you interviews with actors from across TV, film, and Broadway, taking many deep dives into their careers and getting into the successes, the struggles, and of course, the issues that they face as actors. That's enough about us. Let's dive into the episode. Today's guest is an actor you know from True Jackson VP, The Real O'Neills, and currently starring in NBC's Lopez versus Lopez. Please welcome to the stage, Matt Shively. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Woo! Thanks for having me. Uh, so before we dive into uh, Lopez versus Lopez and your past work and the issues, given the name of our show, uh, we always start with a quick game. Uh, so just pick a number, one, two, or three. Two. Two. Uh, so we are going to play a game called What Comes to Mind. So yeah. it's basically just word association. So we're going to um, say something from your life, from your career, and you just say the first thing that comes to mind. Ooh, uh, okay. <laughs> starting with acting. Hard. Comedy. Easy. <laughs> True Jackson VP. Memories. Nickelodeon. Orange. <laughs> Noah Galvin. Brother. The Real O'Neills. Family. Horror. Favorite. Paranormal Activity. Crazy. American Housewife. Fun. The Purge. Dramatic. <laughs> uh, George Lopez. Legend. And Mayan Lopez. Legend. Parentheses <laughs> in the in the making. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, so Matt, you've been in this business uh, longer than or earlier than most kids uh, get started in the business. Like some either start like as a kid or not until after college, depending on sort of the route that they take. So, what have you noticed has been like the biggest difference? in the entertainment industry since you got started? Um, well, first of all, I was actually, it's funny you brought that up because I was thinking about it uh, like two days ago about how I'm like, I'm coming up on 15 years of doing this semi-successfully. Uh, so that's been a weird thing, just, just kind of um, realizing that. Yeah. Uh, but I think like the biggest thing about industry and everything is the older I've gotten, the the more I understand it and the, the more that I um, have kind of been able to start to realize how things work and the way that they work and, and understanding it from more of a business perspective rather than just I'm an actor, I want to work kind of thing and, and realizing how much really goes into all of it. Um, so, yeah that sort of business mindset is talked about a lot on our show um we're going over 150 episodes at this point so lots of conversations uh with actors who've talked about sort of like early on not knowing they had to have that sort of big business mindset um yeah. so what's something that you think actors miss a lot when starting their acting career that they don't necessarily teach in acting school or conservatories or whatever? I, I think the biggest the, the two biggest things i always have to remind myself of, and especially after doing it for this long, you know, realizing is that there are two words that like haunt me and it's patience and confidence because patience is, is literally the, is 90% of your career. I mean, majority of the time we are just waiting to hear if we got something and, you know, it's always funny talking about our show it's like we did the pilot or going out for it it was like okay so i have to be patient to find out if i get it and then i get it and then it's like okay now i have to be patient to find out if we're going to actually go to series and then you think okay once you find that out 
the stress goes away. You don't really have to think about it. But then it's like, okay, are we going to be a fall show or are we going to be a spring show? And then it's fall. It's like, okay, are we going to do more episodes of 13 or are we going to wait? And then you have to wait. So it's like a constant battle of having to be able to sit back and go, okay, everything is going to work as it should. There's really no control you have over it. So just let it happen as it goes. And then confidence being, I think, the thing that I've learned the most of because even down to your performance. I mean, you can be a bad actor, but if you have confidence, people are going to like you. It's mm. There's a difference between confidence and being cocky, but knowing that you are there and you know what you're doing and, and you trust yourself and you trust your abilities, when you fully do that, it makes it a lot easier. And I, and I do know that based on every time I have booked something, 90% of the time, it's because I'm very confident that this is something that I can do. It goes with Lopez versus Lopez, True Jackson. I mean, I literally, you know, I had been trying for six years to be on anything. And when I got the sides for True Jackson, I looked at it and I said, oh my God, this is me. This is my role. And the cast director was somebody that I knew very well. And I walked in, I said, this is the last time you're going to see me. And she was like, oh, you're, you're quitting? And I was like, no, I'm going to book this. That's what's going to happen. And that was the first time I'd ever done anything like that to her, even though she had seen me 50 times. And so it's like, having that confidence and really truly believing in yourself is so important. And then being able to be patient in between jobs or while you're doing a job leading up to, you know, the success of it or not, it's just, it's a constant battle of doing both of those things. Those have always been the most important to me that I have learned as time go, goes on to have more and more of those things. And I'm, I'm like a full believer as an actor myself, I'm like a full believer that, you know, whether it's like a two line co-star or a series regular gig that there's always something to be learned uh yeah. in each booking so for you working on uh lopez versus lopez not your first sitcom not your first comedy so um but like what what have you noticed is like something you've learned in the process of, of filming the show well so before i did this show every time i would get a job i was just i was so thankful to be given the opportunity that i always acted like i was green to this business and leading up to this show, I told myself going into it that we've done this before. We know what we're doing. We we specifically know the world of multicam better than any other format. And so for the first time ever, I want to speak up and I want to have my opinion heard and hope that that goes well. And I was always so terrified to do that because it was always the thought of like, oh my God, I'm just so lucky to have this job. And it's not an ego thing, but I had to kind of learn that as lucky as I am to have this job, I should know that they are just as lucky to have me. And that idea kind of changed my perspective of how I feel. And, and I remember the first three days of work, we would do something. And if I had an idea or if I thought something would work, or even, whether it was blocking or whether it was the delivery of a line, for the first time ever, I was speaking up and saying, hey, you know, I, I think maybe this would be a good idea. And I, I actually remember it was one of the coolest moments of my career to date was we had done the scene and, and George and I have an exchange and he felt like the exchange was a little too much given for it being the second episode of the show because of our relationship on the show. And I was like, well, what if you just said this? And that's something I would never do. I would never ever tell somebody like George Lopez, what if you tried saying this? Because all I in my head imagine is like a pie hitting my face immediately and being <laughs> like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm back down. And he was like, oh, that's a really good idea. That's a really good idea. And I was like, yeah, because I just feel like if they're shooting it like this and I kind of went on about it and he's like, yeah. And then like three minutes later, we're walking back to our dressing room and he's like, hey, so you you direct too, huh? And I was like, 
no, I've never directed. And he's like, oh, you, you'd be a really good director. You really understand it. And I, I went, I went into my dressing room. I opened my journal and I was like, best day of my life. <laughs> We've done something big. And, and it was hilarious because I was always so afraid to do these things when in actuality, when I finally did them, it, there was no weight to it. It was like, oh, this is, this is normal. Just like, you know, I've, I've had so many complaints about different things throughout my career of like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm being put in a specific room and there, the, the chair is broken. I have to sit on the floor and I just sit there and, and don't do anything about it. And it's like, I've learned that like, no, no, I need to speak up. I need to say something because if I don't say anything, nothing will be done about it. And the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to say, no, sorry, we can't do anything for you. And that's it. So it's like, it's, that's part of the confidence thing as well of just being like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know why I'm here. I deserve to be here. So take your chances, take your shot, let your voice be heard. Because if you don't, then you're going to go quiet. And when you leave here, they're going to forget about you. And I don't want to be forgotten. I want to be remembered because those people I work with are going to continue to hire me. Yeah. Like having that agency and, and sort of like that wherewithal to speak up and, and, and like you said, speak your mind and just have that confidence. And I think a lot of times we forget, like, these are our coworkers, you know, like we're all here to do a job and it's not yeah. like, it just, it, you know, given the size of the industry and, and sometimes egos, I'm sure you have dealt with folks who have, you know, ego issues and whatnot. It's like, definitely you, sometimes if you do speak up, you then like recall, you're like, well, never doing that again, because, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, but uh, sort of uh, going along those lines, is there any particular misconception that comes to mind? Something that maybe actors or just uh, audiences in general think about the entertainment industry that you've like debunked over the years? Well, based on my career, uh, it doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that there's a lot of times in the industry where, you know, luck and everything play a part in it. And all of a sudden you'll see an actor who's in one thing and next thing you know, they're in a hundred things. And you're like, oh man, that just happened overnight. Like, it's crazy. They had the, the stardom that they had. And it's like, I like to use Noah Centineo as an example. Um, he, you know, his name wasn't really known until he did the, you know, PS to all the boys, I love that. I, I can't remember what the title yeah. in it, but, and over, overnight, he absolutely blew up. And, and I, we had like, in my opinion, I hadn't seen that happen for an actor in a very long time where it was just like immediate. And a lot of people will see him and go, wow, he did this one thing and he just blew up. But you go on his IMDb and you see that he has 15 credits before that. And it's yeah. like, he was doing it for nine years before this moment happened. Now, it, it, the fact that this thing became a huge hit and that sent him through the stratosphere, there's a part of luck in that because people, you don't know what people are going to like or not like, but at the same time to say it happens overnight is just not, it's just not true. And a lot of times I think people get that idea of like, oh my God, I'm going to come out, I'm going to do five auditions and it's all going to happen. But that's just not the reality of it. I, you know, I've, I've done, I've been the regular on on three shows now that have been on the air. I've done in between Real O'Neill's and this, I did four pilots, three of which I was the main lead of. And, and you're like, oh, this is going to change everything. And then the pilot doesn't get picked up and everything kind of goes back to square one. Yes, I can still get in a room, but I'm not getting offers. I'm not I'm not being you know called saying, hey, we have another pilot. We want you to be the lead of. I still have to go and I have to audition for it. And even after doing all of these pilots and even being the lead of some of them, Lopez versus Lopez, I auditioned for it 
six times before I actually had the chemistry read and got the role. So it's, I think it's a lot harder than I think people think it is because what they see is what's happening right here, right now. They don't see the struggle leading up to that moment. So it, it's just a, it's, I think that's one of the big things that people don't understand is like, even when it does happen overnight, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not something that happens that way. Yeah. And if it does, it's 1000% luck. Like, and that's, and that's just yeah. a fact. <laughs> yeah. And um, what is it? Luck is uh, opportunity meets preparation. Like if you're not yeah. prepared, it's not, if you're not prepared when the opportunity comes across, it's not going to happen for you. And exactly you can be as prepared as you possibly can but opportunity might never come your way you know it's like you really do need that balance of both yeah that's uh, i i my uh the guy who played my dad on real and it was uh jay ferguson he gave me a great bit of advice uh that i didn't really take up until uh, about this year but it was always never get prepared just stay prepared you want to no matter what you know yes you may never get the opportunity but the off chance you do get that opportunity already be prepared. Cause I used to always go into it as like, all right, I'll, uh, I'll get into shape when I book that role of the romantic lead. That was always my thing. Okay. If I book it, I'll, that's when I'll get a trainer and I'll get into shape, but I'm not booking it because I wasn't already doing that. And that was something that I I've learned recently of like, okay, so, you know, for me, I lost a bunch of weight and I was like, okay, so if this, you know, if we're done at 13 episodes, then in that case, I'm ready to take on any role after this. I don't have to get prepared. I'm already there. Right. So that's important. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, with the name of our show being called uh, Actors with Issues. Um, so what comes to mind as like a, a career obstacle or an issue you've had to deal with uh, at some point that you can shed some light on for? <laughs> Where do I start? Um, well, I think that the newest obstacle uh, that I think has been really tough, and I know it's been tough for everybody, is that there's no more going into rooms. Hmm. You know, there's no auditioning in rooms. I, I It took me 10 years to get even remotely comfortable with going into a room. And when I finally felt like I had it and I was like, oh man, put me in any room, I could take care of it, COVID hit. And it was like, we're not doing that anymore. It's all over Zoom. And that can be so like soul crushing because you put all of your time and effort into this and then you just kind of send it out into the internet, into the ether. You have your agents, yeah. manager, send it out. And you're just hoping that they're watching your tape. Um, one of the hardest things I've ever seen was back when we were going into rooms, I remember sitting down in the waiting room and there were a couple agent or not agent, a casting assistants sitting at their desks. And one of them had pulled up an audition from somebody who had sent it in from a different country. And I, you know, I'm being, I'm an eavesdropper. So I'm sitting there just kind of like watching watching her watch this tape and she presses play and about 10 seconds in one of the assistants comes up to her and is like hey can you blah 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 blah. she's like oh yeah and she gets up and she walks away she does this thing she comes back down she presses play again she plays it for about 20 seconds somebody else asks her something she pauses it she goes about it by the time she comes back she's like okay and she x's out of it and i was like oh my god that's what happens to our tapes okay. like not only is the casting director not seeing it but it's the casting director's assistant's assistant and she's not even giving it the time of day. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's been the hardest thing now of just going, all right, I just spent three days perfecting this, memorizing it, making my choices, and now I'm sending it off. And then you don't hear anything for a week and a half. And you're like, well, did they watch it? And you're like, yeah, I think so. And it's like, what do you mean you think so? Like, I, I put so much time and effort into this. At least when I was going into a room, they were forced to give me that moment. Mm -hmm. 
You know, no, no matter what, I'm going to finish this scene and you're going to watch me. Whether you like it or don't, you're going to have to take that moment. And now it's it's kind of a world where like they don't really have to do that. I'll take their word for it that they do, but I've seen otherwise. And so that's, I think that's been a huge, huge struggle specifically for actors now, especially because you got to buy all your own stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I one of the funniest right. things my manager was like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, I, this is, I, and this, I'll explain this. My, my manager was like, you know, I was talking to a big cast director the other day and, and I said, well, what makes it, what's makes something different? What sticks out? And she was like, oh, I hate the blue backdrops. Oh, and I, I was like, I don't well, and I was like, everyone look green. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I told him, I said, well, that's weird because every time I go into a room, they have the blue backdrop. Yeah. So that's what I learned based on what you did in your room. So you're telling me you don't like what you've done. And this is, this is what we have to go off of. And he was like, well, you know, I asked her, you know, what was, what's like the best audition you've seen recently? And she was like, oh, um, well, I had an actor shoot her, their audition under a freeway overpass. And I was like, so you're telling me, you want me to, to stand out. You want me to go outside and shoot this scene like it's really happening. Like it has now become a job that you're making me do that I'm not going to get paid for. And I'm hoping you watch. So what I did was I went and got a brick backdrop and I was like, fine, if you want outside, I'll give you outside. And, I, and I'll be honest with you, I've done a few auditions and they've come back and been like, we love this backdrop, by the way. It was very unique. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm, I'm going to change it up. If that's what I have to do, that's what I have to do. But you have to pay for all of it. So $500 later, lights later, backdrops later, stands, everything. You're like, ah, and then you have to get people to read with you. It's, it's such a hard thing. And, and, and that's why I feel, I do feel a lot of, you know, pain for the people who have to, are, who are entering this business now. And that's what they have to do because it's just like, it's, it's, that's not what it was. You used to be able to go into a room and they were forced to, to take that moment with you. And at the very least that made me feel good that at least I had my opportunity. Um, but at the same time, I've booked a few things off of doing this. So it isn't like it doesn't work. It's just one of those things where it's already a guessing game enough to so, so to just send it out and just hope for the best. It's just such a hard thing to grasp. For me, like uh, I didn't have agents until like my first agent was is a, like in, in Southeast. So they were like Atlanta. Those are always tapes. So by the time COVID rolled around, I already had self tapes like yeah. down pat. I almost never went into the room. Um, so for me, it's sort of the opposite. I'm like, I don't ever want to go back into a room <laughs> because going all the way to Manhattan from Brooklyn for a two line co-star audition. It's like, ah, all of that for two lines. I can just tape it. You know? Well, Hey, like we said before, if you don't, don't have to get prepared if you already are prepared. So there you go. Right. You've already, <laughs> you've already mastered the preparation of that. <laughs> and, uh, so before we go, we always end with a, a quick game uh, called now that we know you, um, since we got to chat for a bit, uh, so fill in the blank. If I weren't working in the arts, I'd be a history teacher. That was my dream career once upon a time. Was it really? And then I was a chef and then a music teacher. And <laughs> I, I don't know why I couldn't tell you. It was probably because I had a good teacher back then. But I, from the time I was in like seventh grade, I was like, you know what? If I'm not gonna be an actor, I'm going to be uh, like a junior high history teacher. Mm -hmm. Don't know why. Maybe you'll play one one day. You never know. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, what role have you had the most fun playing? This one. And I actually mean that, honestly, this has been the greatest job I've, I've ever had. And I've had more fun doing this show than every, every struggle I've had leading up to this show has made it worth it because of this show. Hmm. Uh, what is the best advice you've ever gotten? 
I think it was the, you know, instead of getting prepared, just be prepared. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably the best advice ever. That and travel, uh, which is separate from acting career. But I that's I feel like every person I've talked to in their mid 40s, always like their piece of advice to me is like travel as much as you yeah. can. See the world. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the worst advice you've ever gotten? The worst advice I've ever gotten. That is, that's actually a very hard <laughs> question. Usually a lot. That's the problem. Yeah. The worst advice I've, I've, the worst advice I've ever got was don't memorize your auditions. Like just read off the paper because I physically can't do that. I mean, even on set when we're doing run throughs and stuff, like even if it's day one, I, I have to be off script. I have to not be holding it because if I'm holding it, I will immediately think to look down at it and then I'll search. And so I mess myself up purposefully by holding anything. So I think the worst advice I've had a couple people be like, dude, you don't have to memorize, like don't memorize, just read it off the page. And I'm like, no, because then you're not making choices and you're not making it unique. And, and though the, the, the argument to that is, well, you don't want to give them everything right off the top. You want, you want them to think that you're going to, there's more to it by the time you get to set. And it's like, no, because if I'm giving you my best now, I'll give you my best then too. That's fine. Right. You already do multiple takes of the same performance. Like you can exactly. <laughs> do it now and then later. <laughs> yeah. And uh, lastly, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? Be patient. Never stop. Your success is inevitable. Awesome. Well, Matt, thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat with us today. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for to, having me. Absolutely. Uh, if anyone wants to give you a follow on uh, Instagram, social media, wherever, where can they find you? Okay, it's going to be very hard to remember this, but if you want to find me on social, it's Instagram and it's at Matt Shively. That's it. Good awesome. luck. <laughs> and folks, you know the drill. You can follow us on Instagram at Actors with Issues. Give me a follow at Juani Official and subscribe to our show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts for new episodes every Monday and bonus episodes throughout the week. I'm Juani This is Actors with Issues. We'll see you next week.